Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. On this podcast, I help you learn how to feel healthy, look good, and plan a life you actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, we have a very different episode. I actually have my son, Roman, on with me, and we are going to talk about some of the shows that we have watched over the years, both movies and series that we have really enjoyed. And we also get a little bit of a glimpse behind his future filmmaker mind and how he watches shows differently than probably the rest of us, which is kind of fun to hear all the things that go behind it, especially in his head. So we talk a lot about that today and some of our favorite things and how we have connected over the years. Now, I will go ahead and say a lot of these shows that we have watched, they're grown-up shows. This is not stuff that you're typically going to be watching with your kids, but he is older. And knowing that this is his future, I think we dive in in a little bit different way. But I think it's a really fun episode. But before we get there, I also want to talk about a couple of things. Just just one or two. You guys, I'm on threads. I'm on threads now. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I think I got sucked in on the whole like being an early adopter thing of a new platform. And I'm there. And I am giving both, you know, serious content and ridiculous things. So in some ways, I feel like it's helping me to break out of this imposter syndrome that I have been like suffocated by for the past three years. So you just never know what's going to happen over on threads. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. If you're over there, I would love to connect. Also, next week, I will be speaking at the Stress Less Summit by Ultimate Bundles. So they're having an entire week all about overcoming stress in our lives. And (laughs) I've had a lot of that. I've had a lot of experience with that. So in my session, I talk about how you can use planning as a lifeline during really stressful seasons. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Of course, I'm going to be talking about planning. There are all kinds of sessions and speakers. You can get some really great bonuses if you go sign up for this summit that is going to be happening all throughout next week. So go to mckenziecoppa.com slash stress less. And that is how you can sign up for that summit, get in there and help yourself deal with all of the stressors that are going on. And especially next week, because next week is prime day. And that in and of itself can be stressful. So I also just want to say, if you want a little bit of help with the prime day, taking some of your stress out of that as well, you can also go to mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon. Just use that link. It will take you to my Amazon page where I have all of my recommendations. So I'm especially going to have things in there for Prime Day, but I've got all kinds of other things in there as well. You can shop through that link to find everything you're looking for. Or if you want to buy something that isn't on my list, that's cool too. If you go through my link, you will still push the credit back my way without it costing you an extra dime, which would be so helpful. So again, go to mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon to get there and do all of your Prime Day shopping. Okay, that's enough announcements. That was a lot of things for first part of the podcast. Let's dive into this episode where Roman and I are talking about what to watch. Welcome back, Roman. Hello. I am excited to have you on the show today because I think you're fabulous and you're my kid. (laughs) And I can't think of anyone else that I would rather talk about this topic with because... It's like our shared hobby and passion, Mm -hmm. and we watch a lot of these things together, and it is your future, so you're super invested, 
So you're fun to talk about it with because you know stuff. Thank you. (laughs) You do. So we are going to chat today about some of our favorite things that we have watched because going back to, I don't know how many years has it been, five? Five, yeah. Five years ago when we lived with my grandma and my bedroom was downstairs and I would have to put the little girls to sleep earlier than Roman. Roman would come downstairs with me and we would hang out in the evening he was like my little friend. (laughs) We'd watch Downton. We would watch Downton. That's when we started it. And that just kind of gave way to a ton of different stuff that we have watched together. And it was really cute, though. I have to say this because we watched the second Downton movie. It was actually pretty recently because we were trying to get through it with the girls. And then they kind of gave up. I think I started it with them too young. But we put on the movie maybe two months ago. And... (laughs) When that music came on, the sheer delight that you had, you were like, oh, there's the music. It was the nostalgia. Yeah. And like all the characters coming on, you were excited about and you were more into it than the girls were. Yeah, by far. By far. And I love getting to watch stuff with you that we both have investment in because we both give each other like that look like you know i see your head moving out of the corner of my eye and we're both like ah like when we watch the oscars together because we try to watch as much as we can of all the different like films and everything that are coming out and so when we watch those together it's that same sort of like can you believe that happened because we like we both get it so that's fun yeah we've watched so many things after downton it was the office i think yeah i think so after the office it was probably what was it It was like i don't even know exactly what the timeline is but we've watched a ton of different shows together yeah so some of them we'll go through maybe some of what our favorites have been obviously hardcore lovers of downton yes absolutely it was a great like introduction into us watching something together yeah there was like such a culture of it true it was culture but it also had like a really good storyline and a lot of character development throughout the Mm -hmm. whole thing and still now because they're gonna make another one right i think maybe yeah and just so many iconic lines yeah and the dowager yeah there were so many quotable things or he would quote like oh what's his name Mosley. You would quote Mosley. And it it was so funny for you at like 12 years old, sixth grader, like quoting the Dowager and Mosley and all these people. And it just became like such a fabric of the way we interacted with each other was, I think that the shows that we've watched, the movies that we've watched, they've been bonding for us, but they've also like made up the fabric of sort of our family culture and the way we interact and can talk to each other about things and Stuff like that. Just constantly with quotes from movies and shows. Yeah. Or remember when this thing happened in that show and we'll like compare it to other things or like when something happens in our lives, we'll be like, this is just like when this thing happened in this movie or whatever. So I think it's been therapeutic in a way. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. So we watched Downton. We did most of the office i don't know if we ever finished we did it finish the office. okay yeah. or you maybe did on your own no i think you we think both we did together it. yeah okay well it was a while ago it now was. and then after that it was probably stranger like, no, no the three main characters and we kept going like to their childhood and their dad died in the fire in the house oh this is us this is us <laughs> that's right yes well that was even back like when we lived it 
Nana and Papa's. Yeah. There's like Blue Bloods and This Is Us. Yeah. And so we would watch those. We never ended up finishing. No, we did not. No, Neither either one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But then we did end up doing Stranger Things. Which we loved. It, yes. It's and so good. I had been resistant because to that one. Because you thought it was going to be too scary. Yeah. Because I'm not big on scary movies, but finally got roped into it. And now I'm glad I did because yeah. there are such great characters and yeah. it continues to be interesting and... Especially with the newer seasons, there's like multiple storylines in the yeah. same like season, and the way they all tie it together is just really cool. And I think as the seasons have progressed, especially in these later seasons, it's been sort of a joke in our family that you are like Steve. Oh, <laughs> how? Because you're like the protector of all the younger oh. kids, and like that you would be the amazing babysitter who would like keep them all alive. Yeah. So I remember, especially the last season that we watched, that was kind of an ongoing joke yeah. that you were Steve. Then we've also watched Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is really good. Which has a lot of language, yeah. I know, but... Most of these do, actually. Yeah. I uh, mean, obviously not Downton not and Downton. The Office and yeah. This Is Us and those, because those are like on regular TV, but more of these cable things, especially if you've been getting older. I mean, you are 17 mm -hmm. and this is your future. And public and, school is probably like way worse. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> You're exposed to things. Yeah. Not to like dismiss it or make it okay. No, of course not. But I think you were able to see past some of that mm -hmm. to like actually enjoy it and like follow the storyline and let those mm -hmm. be the things that are more important than maybe some of the language. Yeah. Because I think like especially with Ted Lasso, I would say especially the first season there were so many great lessons yeah. and things that he said that we both were like, oh, like, I was glad you heard that. Yeah. Like, be a goldfish. Yes. <laughs> Ten second memory. Yeah. Okay, another one that we have enjoyed and is coming out with the new season in August is Only Murders in the Building. Yes. Once again, a very good show. Yeah. And they keep adding in more characters, too. Yeah. Like, Paul Rudd is going to be in this next season. Yeah. Meryl Streep. Like... A lot of amazing actors that they keep kind of like bringing into the fold with it's, that show. It's so funny because you don't expect, I feel like, all these actors to be in the same show. No. Because they're so diverse and yet they pull it together really well. Yeah, I think even just from the very beginning, having Steve Martin and Martin Short with Selena Gomez. Like, yeah. it just seemed like so out of the box and strange. Like, how is this going to work? But yeah. then... It totally did. And I'm really hoping that Paul Rudd does better in this than he did in the newest Ant-Man. Because that was just <laughs> a dumpster fire. Just a train wreck. Like, so some of this is our don't watch that, yeah, don't bother. I was telling my best friend Ben about the new Ant-Man because he's also seen it. And we compared it to the old Spy Kid movies. <laughs> and like, uh, what is it? The uh, Lava Girl and Shark Boy. Like that's the quality of that movie. And it's terrible yeah painful that marvel has like slid so far yeah down this just depressing <laughs> trail of the, how things have gone the new thor new um doctor strange doctor strange the only good one so far i think has been guardians of the galaxy like that's yeah. been the most decent one so far yeah that one was good i still felt like it was a little long yeah it was a little long but i felt like it was for the right reason like it wasn't just terrible cgi and terrible storyline like yeah it was it was good yeah i did i enjoyed that i'm glad we went and saw it in the theater and then the spider-man the new spider-man yeah the 
Miles Morales, the Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. That one was very good. Yeah, and I am not a person who enjoys animation. Except for, like, <laughs> Coco. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Luca. I have, but I... Uh, eh. I can't believe you don't like Luca. It's fine. I love Luca. Um, what are the other Mega ones Mind. Like? Megamind. That's, obviously, that's a classic. Um, the... Whatchamacallit. <laughs> you know, that one. That, <laughs> um, Cars? No, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Mitchells versus the Machines, yeah. I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah, but it is very... Like, even as a kid, though, I didn't really enjoy animation. Yeah. I don't know that to this day I've ever sat down and watched Frozen all the way through. <laughs> I've heard it in the background a yeah. million times, but I've never just like sat there and watched it. I'm just not a huge animation fan. But we did go to the new Spider-Man, and I will say it wasn't like something I would have ever gone to on my own or necessarily something that I want to watch again. <laughs> <laughs> but I could appreciate like how the animation was done. Yeah. It was visually stunning and it was cool to see how they use the animation as a vehicle for the story. Yeah. It like they don't I think a lot of animated movies they're trying to get you to forget the fact that it's animated mm-hmm. where they really press into like that comic book quality mm-hmm. with those movies where they will change the entire color and schematics of what it's like to convey the emotion that's in the scene. Yeah. And things like that, where it's like it becomes its own art form instead of just something you're trying to get past the fact that it is make-believe cartoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, and for that reason, I I enjoyed it. Still a little long. <laughs> yeah, it was a little long, but. But I, yeah, I'm glad we went. Glad I had the experience yeah. with you. It was a very cinematic movie. Yes, I I completely agree with that. I think that was for sure. Yeah. Ladies, have you ever had that experience where you have to go to some sort of event and you want to feel pulled together and like everything is, you know, nipped and tucked in where it needs to be. And so you decide to wear some shapewear. But then you're also trying to strategize around your shapewear. Like, okay, what is the shortest possible amount of time that I can wear this? And where am I going to be able to access a bathroom where I can pretty much get completely undressed and peel myself out of this and then pull it all back on and, you know, or you just decide to not drink anything for the entire time because you're so scared of having to deal with it. I've been there. I know I definitely have been, but I don't have to be there anymore because of Honey Love. You guys, they make a totally different kind of shapewear. They've thought of all of the things, and not only is their shapewear going to give you a better shape than what you get from most other shapewear because they've got all kinds of amazing technology in there, like their Signature X that targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves, so you still have, you know, some shape to your body, or their flexible boning that makes it so they don't roll down, you know, that's so uncomfortable when you're like, oh, I'm good from about the roll point down, but above that, it's just a situation not so. With Honey Love, especially their Super Power Short, that is the one that I use and I absolutely love because it's just these shorts you throw on and they do all the things. 
And like I was mentioning about the bathroom, they've even got that covered. You can skip the extra undies and just use the power shorts as your underwear because they have a 100% cotton gusset. And then they also have like a little opening in the panty area so that it makes it actually easier to go to the bathroom and you don't have to like pull these things off and, you know, ask for assistance in the porta potty. It's great. You should really give Honey Love a try if you have any events that you're going to this summer. Everything from a date where you just want to feel your best to going to a wedding or a play or anything else that might be on your list. Honey Love is the ticket to helping you feel the best that you absolutely can and be comfortable in the process. And they have much more than just sculptware. They have incredibly comfortable bras, tanks, and leggings for everyday support. So treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash livewell. Use my exclusive link for 20% off. Again, that's at honeylove.com slash livewell. And some other ones. So every year we do try to watch as many of the movies as we can, like we mentioned, for the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And I think we've done this for a couple of years now, but this year was my favorite year to watch these movies with you because your investment in film has gone to such a different level. (laughs) You've got this internship you're doing next year. And watching a movie with you is not like watching a movie with a normal person (laughs) (laughs) because you point out all the things that aren't just like the story, which is oftentimes how I watch a movie too, where you're looking for like, I mean, you'll, you go, you take it a step farther than I do, I will say, because you're looking at like the, what do you call it? Cinematics? Is that what you will call it? Like how the cinematics were done? Like yeah. You'll point the filming out and the color correction and how lighting was done. Yeah. Like how they focused. All those kinds of things. In addition, to the story and I was so surprised last year I mean we both love the Fablemans yes obviously that's also like very in line with what you want to do with your future yeah and exactly so it Plus, makes it sense was Spielberg so yeah it was beautiful and just so well done and the yeah. story was amazing but then the one that you really loved last year which was just so funny to me because mm. it is so <laughs> artsy you've really got to be like an artsy person I think to enjoy that movie, especially to the degree that you do. Yeah. What is it? The Banshees of Inisherin. <laughs> it's what, such a good movie. Why do you love that movie so much? It, it's so cinematic and it's it's like long, but for all the right reasons because it's character driven. So when it's a long scene, it's focused on the main character and it's something they're doing. So if it's like a facial expression or anything, it's like just the characters driving it and then the slight like movements of the camera is what's bringing it to life basically so then when they have like all the music and the cinematics of the location it's like to show where they are but also shows like how isolated they are and it's just so cool especially with it being like a foreign film almost because Mm -hmm. they're in ireland like i don't know just the accents and everything it's just so good and like i said like the lighting and the color correction like it has like a like a blander tint like they have like they have like their skin tones and stuff but and depending on the scene like when it's out in the daytime like it's more of a just a gray like Mm -hmm. hazy scene but then when they're in like the bar it's like at night it's very red and yeah has a lot of like emotion there which i think also like helps put you in that place of feeling like you're in ireland where it is drearier and you know it and not only does it convey the emotion of the film but 
it helps to drive home the place of mm-hmm. it even more. Yeah. And then, like, all the characters, like, so, three of them died, right? A couple of them yeah, died. Yeah, a few do. Yeah. And their parts were, like, so moving for yeah. the rest of the film. And I don't know. It was just so well done. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. You did. You cracked me up with that. It was like, oh... This is like your official induction into being an artsy film guy because well, you love that movie. I think another thing that makes me love it so much is that it's got such a weird storyline too. Like they have the craziest character. He just yeah. cuts off his fingers. Like yeah. where are you going to find that in a different film? Like <laughs> Where are you going to find that? It's just so different. And the fact that the main character is so aware of him being crazy at the end. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's just this... Well, because it's this yeah. weird progression of crazy where he he doesn't seem off the wall. He no. just seems very serious. Yeah, and just like a mellow guy. And then it comes down to it and he's like cutting off his fingers. Which is <laughs> wild. Yeah. Wild. So, I mean, as you guys can hear from hearing Roman talk about the Banshees of Inishir, and, like, that's what I'm talking about as far as watching a movie with him. It's, like, so many different things that come into play that make it a lot more fun. I think it's just, like, when people are really into sports, it's more fun to watch sports with people who are also really into sports. (laughs) If you watch sports with me, I'm like, yay, sports. (laughs) Like, I don't know what's going on, or I don't know the nuances of the game, and I can like appreciate that they're doing a good job, but I don't really know, you know, but when you watch with somebody who really knows and is really invested, it's just a lot more fun. Yeah. And I think that I don't have the quite the skill level as you do, but I do have a little bit more yeah. insight into the industry from just even my job. So Yeah, definitely more about scripts and like writing. Well, and acting. And acting. Because I, like, oh, yeah. I am a professional actress. I forgot about I think. that part. Yeah, you guys don't remember because I sit in the closet and talk to myself, <laughs> but that is my literal job. Yeah. Like, in The Fablemans, Spielberg uses a lot of yellow and, like, magenta tones in mm-hmm. that movie. And there's a couple others that he uses that in different movies, but those tones are specifically to make it look more like film. Mm. And since that movie was filmed with film, it was already going to have a little bit of that, but they added a little bit more. So in a lot of like the scenes where she's like dancing in front of the headlights, it's very yellow. Yeah. And in a lot of the buildings, there's a lot of yellow tones. Mm -hmm. And then like at the ball that he goes to, his like vest is very blue and there's a lot of magenta. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know, just different tones for different scenes. Yeah, and different like emotions and things yeah. that they're trying to evoke that the normal person doesn't realize is drawing them to certain things yeah. in those different scenes, but you see the difference between all of those. Mm-hmm. I think I watched the first part of Jaws with you, and that was even fun because you have looked this stuff up. Like you yeah. you've watched so many like making of clips of all these different things. And so when you're watching it and you'll point that out, you'll be like, I know how that crazy shot was yeah, done. Like you the know? one where they zoom in but he gets wider. Yeah. Yeah. And they've done that in a few different films actually. I just can't think of many off the top of my head. But yeah, I just I have done research on many different clips of films and how they were made. There was one about a Star Wars a Star Wars film. I don't know if it was like a series or whatever, but it was a really short clip of a spaceship flying to this like triangle 
base in the middle of an ocean and it was super bland so what this youtube channel did was they recreated the shot and they put in more color correction to make it seem more alive they added more effects they put in a different sky in the background and they put three different oceans over like layered onto each other for the the ocean but they blended it all together and it gave it like three different shades and they just made it way cooler there are ways to make things yeah. and you you find out what all of those are and so yeah. then you bring that even to our viewing experience which mm-hmm. is fun and like back with like the colors of stuff what you'll find is that if you make if there's a happier movie then it would be a lot lighter and have like warmer tones but in horror movies typically it's blue Mm. and a lot of blue tones like stranger things i mean the upside down is basically all blue and dark and just like even even when they were fighting in the attic in the last episode there was so many blue tones Mm -hmm. like on their face and everything yeah yeah so interesting when when you point it out then you can start seeing it when you're watching stuff and especially with the contrast of colors because in Stranger Things, there's a, there's a lot of blue, but there are, is also a lot of red. Mm-hmm. And those are, like, complete opposites. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, Contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and another show that we've liked that I would say, I mean, there's definitely the sense of place in this show. But it's also just, like, such a great storyline and the characters, and that has been Outlander. Outlander, yes. And I didn't know if you would really like it. But you do. Yeah. I definitely like it more when they're back in time and less when they're back, like at the actual right time. In the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Well, and also, I I do want to say, yes, he's a teenager, so we do fast forward (laughs) through a lot of scenes in Outlander, but there's still a lot there. Yeah. And all of the different characters. We just got to the beginning of season Season, three. And so, for any of you who've watched Outlander, the first two seasons, first two and a half seasons, are really like, best, yeah. like where the gold is at <laughs> with that show. But you've like related to characters, or yeah. it's been fun to be like, oh, because I've watched it a number of times. It may have been like my coping <laughs> show during the divorce. And so, I know these episodes pretty well and be like, oh, there's something juicy coming. <laughs> and you're always like waiting for, is that it? And I'm like, nope. Like, yeah. Is that it? So, and then you'll be trying to figure it out, which I will say you are usually <laughs> pretty good at, at guessing things. Yeah, seeing when things are coming. I've done that a lot of times. I just wish I could remember like specifics because it's been in many different shows. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. Outlander because you always like know what's coming and then I guess it. And then I'm like, shoot, because yeah. I can't keep a straight face. Yeah. And you're like, you've already figured it out. Like, was it killing Dougal? Did I figure that out or? No, no. you didn't see that one coming. No. You were like, yeah, I can't think of like other specific ones, but there have been a lot of them, just random shows where you'd be like, that person's going to get together with that person or, you know, whatever. And I'll be like, what? And then that's exactly what happens. It's like, oh, that's so annoying. I think it was Stranger Things. I yeah, think I you do a lot, a lot of guessing on Stranger Things for sure. I think our most recent favorite show that we've watched which is one of my favorite shows i think probably i've ever watched yeah the bear the bear so i think we watched the first season a little bit late it came out last summer but i think we watched it in the winter i think we did and loved it yeah 
I didn't know if they could top season one because it was so good, so fast paced, so yeah. hard hitting. Really cinematic. Super cinematic. You love that about it. That especially was one of those shows where you were pointing out things like left and right yeah. about the different kinds of shots. And But you had a lot of appreciation for the acting Mm-hmm. In that also, like, there's a monologue that Carmi gives. Yeah, that, that was incredible. Yeah. There's so many memes about it, too, because it's so good. And, and it's, like, 11 minutes long or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know if it's 11 minutes. I don't know. Maybe it's seven, long. But it's a long monologue. And it's a one-shot. It's one-shot, but they slowly zoom in, like, yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Just so incredible, not only how they filmed it, but the fact that he was able to make it just sound like... It was just... Not even acting, yeah. Yeah. Because of the pauses and stuff, like how they act. They're not just reading lines. They're Stumbling like, over words yeah. and like doing all the things that you do in normal speech and like yeah. when you're thinking of things. And so that show is just amazing. But I loved season two. I think it might have been better than season I one. I loved it more than season one, yeah. for sure. And you get to episode six. And it's insane. It is insane. It, that thing is off the rails. Yeah. But then you get to episode seven. And it's just like a nice, it's a nice pace from the last episode. Yeah. It's, ve- it's very helpful. And you see so much character development with every single character in that show. Yeah. The character development with, what's the? Richie. Richie. Yeah. I was, I was going to call him cousin. Well, yeah. yeah. Everybody calls everybody, everybody cousin. Calls yeah. But uh, the three main characters that had the most character development I mean, all of them did, which is crazy. Like, yeah, all even of them. the periphery characters yeah. are like going through things that even if you just see snapshots of them, they are like developing as people, yeah. which is so gratifying to watch. Like, who was the the two chefs that went to the Tina, Tina, and, and I can't remember the, the other, other guy. guy's name. But the other guy, he had the smallest part in the entire series, but like even he had character growth at the yeah. end. Yeah, and then. And you can tell, like, why he's making the choices he is and why he's having the struggles that he is. But even just in that one episode seven. Yeah. Just the one episode to see it's set over a week-long span how much this one character, Richie, changes. Yeah. Where he goes from being somebody that you're just kind of frustrated with and annoyed with a Mm -hmm. lot of the time to being a character that you truly root for. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just, like, you kind of, like, see why and you see why he's making these changes. And you almost, like, want to be like him with yeah. the, the changes that he's making in his life and the way he's stepping up to the plate mm-hmm. is so, like, satisfying. Yeah. And at the end, he not only, like, makes himself feel better, but he also kind of helps everybody else yeah. feel better, too. And he's helpful to, like, everybody else. Yeah. Completely. And when he really steps up, because you can tell he's had a lot of self-doubt and lack of confidence Mm -hmm. all this time. But when he steps into what he is actually good at and not trying to do a bunch of things that he's not necessarily good at, but he does what he's actually good at. And there's like, you can see that little bit of trepidation on his face. Like, can I do this? And then they start the timer and he goes and he like does it and he rocks it and he's amazing and it's just so cool to see him be really good at something. Yeah. And then to even have the other guy like come and be like, what do I do? And he's like, go do it. And he was like, I can't do it. He was like, I'm doing this. I didn't think I could do this. Yeah. Like, you go do that, yeah. you know? So it was just so, you end up like really loving all these people. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just that show like I could rewatch it again right now like I could yeah. start it over again and rewatch the whole thing and feel like I would pick up on things that I hadn't picked up on before probably yeah and there were so many guest stars there was this season like what's his name he was Will Poulter yeah Will Poulter Will Poulter that was such a surprise to see him on there yeah and then episode six mm-hmm is a ton of people yeah. that we've never seen before and like big people yeah like the guy who plays better call saul oh What's yeah his name? again don't, don't remember name. odenkirk odenkirk maybe. i think maybe and then um who's the guy with the glasses well we're not going to spoil all the cast but there were a ton of people people i totally would not have expected yeah. them to put together in one scene and one yeah. family and it in this one episode, like, they all are so fully formed people. Even these mm-hmm. guest stars, like, fully formed characters where you can look at them and be like, oh, I know exactly who you are and what yeah, you're like. exactly. And then even to have the, the guest star in the last episode, or no, it was in episode seven, seven. the chef. Yeah. The chef that comes on and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's playing that part. And it was just, it was so good, so... For anyone who hasn't watched The Bear, as long as you can get past Season. the language. Yeah, the language in episode six. Yeah, and there's it's an intense show. It I is. mean, there's a ton of conflict, mm-hmm. but it is so worth it. Yeah. Another movie that we really liked that we watched fairly recently was Air. Yeah, very cinematic. Yeah. And, and it was directed by Ben Affleck, which is crazy. And his company, and it was cool to like hear how they made it differently yeah. than a lot of movies that are being made and and he's one of the main characters yeah he's such a weird character but yeah so good and they did a really good job of making it feel like the 80s yeah and even i felt like the filming and like the way it was done again mm-hmm. it was like all done so you felt like you were back there yeah and even a couple of the scenes like they they have one scene kind of near the end where it's one shot and it's just like constantly moving and there's a bar scene where the focus changes really suddenly and you don't expect it. And I can't tell if it was like a mistake, but they had to keep this the take because it was the best take they had. Or <laughs> if it was like an actual like on purpose thing, thing that they, they did. did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to hear all like the behind the scenes on those kinds of things. And even hearing how those actors work together on that movie because I heard an interview where they were talking about like Matt Damon and Jason Bateman because they have both been in film so long and Jason Bateman has directed that he was like pre-thinking a lot of things that Ben Affleck would be asking of them like (laughs) making sure they were hitting certain marks or not blocking certain things or you know like they were already doing that to the point where Ben Affleck was like hey just let me direct like you don't have to worry about it like I'll tell you what you need to do so that was fun to to hear like and especially I think it's fun to see people who have grown up doing it and have become friends, and they're just, like, having so much fun making these films together. Mm -hmm. And another crazy one that we watched for last year's Oscar season. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Which was totally bizarre. Yeah. And when you think about, like, multiverses and stuff now, you think of Marvel, but this was, like, a completely different direction. Yeah. And it was so well done, I think. Well, yeah. And it won... 
I mean, it pretty much swept at the Oscars for all the things that yeah. it got. But it was it was one of those where it was totally off the wall. I would have probably never watched it if it hadn't been up for an award. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, that was an experience. Yeah. Like, I'm glad I watched it. Mm-hmm. It's probably not one that I'll watch over and over and over probably again. Not. But it was very interesting. Yeah. And lots of interesting ways of filming it. Mm-hmm. Like there was a scene with the rocks. Yeah, just these rocks that don't actually say anything. There was like so many scenes that just felt like short films. That yes. they could have made like completely separately and they still would have done really well. Like it felt like that scene was kind of like the shell with shoes. What oh, was it? Marcel, Marcel the shell with shoes yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Which was another one I don't know if I would have watched. If it weren't up for an award, yeah. but we watched it and it was so good yeah, never, and it was so funny. It, oh, you've got to finish it. It was so funny. So yeah, so many different, so many different movies. And then there's one that you're really excited about that's coming out. Yeah, The creator is what it's called. And the reason why me and a lot of other people are excited for this film is because it's supposed to be very influential for upcoming filmmakers and like beginners because they the cinematographer shot it the whole movie is shot on a camera called the sony fx3 and the reason why this is special is because it's a very like affordable little dslr camera i mean it's still like four thousand dollars and but compared yeah compared to like what typical hollywood movies are using nowadays like this is something more obtainable for smaller like filmmakers like typically They'll be using like a Sony Venice, which is a ten thousand dollar plus camera, or like a Aries camera, which has like a fifty millimeter sensor and like all the gadgets and gizmos. But this one is like with a really small camera, and it still does like eight K, which yeah. is crazy. But it's like way more obtainable. And if like a Hollywood movie could be made all with this one camera, then other filmmakers could get just slightly less cameras mm-hmm. and still make incredible things. And especially a film like this, because it's not just like, I don't know what to compare it to. It's it's an action film. I mean, yeah, it is, it's, a it's like film. Dune. It's like yeah. a major action-packed cinematic yeah. film that used this camera, yeah, which is even, what makes it even more exciting. Yeah. And in the commercial, because that's all we have so far, but like you can tell, like it looks like it was made on this enormous budget, which it probably was, but the fact that they chose to film it on these cameras is just, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and you were even telling me about, like, little things, like, with the cameras in the cockpit on On Maverick. Top Gun, yeah. Yeah, that, like, you even knew how they took the cameras apart to be able to get those shots because the cameras were so big, so they had to just put the sensors in Mm -hmm. the cockpit and... Like, so many things like that that I find really interesting, but I'm probably not going to go and, like, <laughs> look for that information. But then it's fun to watch with you and have you be like, yeah. guess what? And, like, I've watched deep dives on the... I've watched, like, videos where people are interviewing the, the cinematographer of The Joker, which mm. you haven't seen it, <laughs> but I have. It's it's a rated R film, and it's it's got, I think, some language, but it's really, really good. And it's the entire backstory of the joker in the Mm -hmm. dc universe and like i forget the actor's name again joaquin phoenix yes and he did such a good job and the cinematographer was talking about like how they filmed certain scenes 
and he actually hurt himself and like his leg was like he had something broken in it but he had the next scene that he had to do and the way they had to film it was over his head and he had to run and he just kept running as fast as he could so they had to like keep up with him with the camera but it's just cool to see like how they did like the train scenes because they're in a train for a lot of the movie and the way they had to put like in the windows how it was moving Mm. they had to take pictures and there was some stuff that like wasn't legal to do so they couldn't do that but the way they were able to get the background and everything was just crazy yeah and the lighting in that movie is insane and I don't know. It's just a very cinematic movie. Yeah. I don't know that I'm interested in watching it (laughs) because I've heard it's it's very dark. It's very dark. It is. But But you can appreciate it even for the other qualities of it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of trains, another fun one that I didn't expect would be as fun as it was. Very gory again. Like it's definitely rated R, but bullet train. Bullet train. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I watched that recently again too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The so many characters, yeah. again, that made it fun and interesting because yeah. there's so many characters and there's people who are bad guys that you're still rooting for. Because they have such a good story. Yeah. And they had so much character development in such a small amount of time. Yeah. And it was still like a two-hour movie, but... But with I, so many different characters. Yeah. And with the the actors they used to yeah. play them, which it was just really cool. Yeah. And that one, the color correction was very like vibrant. Yes, and very bright. bright. Even though it was like dark subject matter, a lot yeah. of it they made it because it was also a comedy. You can see that come through because it was so bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and very diverse. Like mm-hmm. a lot of different like ethnicities mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's so much fun watching things with you. I can't <laughs> wait to continue to get to dive into different things with you. I feel like we're at a little bit of a lull right now, probably until. Only August. Murders yeah. yeah, in the building comes out. But we'll keep watching Outlander yeah. and powering through that now that we're in season three. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like hanging out with you, bud. Thanks. I like hanging out with you, too. It's fun to watch stuff with you. And Thank hear, you. Hear your cinematic mind at work. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I'm also going to drag you to uh, theater camp, the movie. Mm, okay. <laughs> I went to Spider-Man. No, yeah. you gotta go to theater camp. Yeah. But anyway, we've we've made a deal, we hope, if we're doing well enough financially by next summer, next summer. or what what did was that when we wanted to do it? We I want so. to get the AMC premiere membership yeah. so that we can go to as many movies as we want <laughs> next summer and be yeah. able to watch all the things in the theater. Mm-hmm. So here's to hoping. Hope yeah. yeah. Hoping. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining me today. Of course. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you guys had a great 4th of July week that you're wrapping things up nicely. If you want the show notes for this episode, including the full list of shows that Roman and I talked about, you can head over to mackenziecoppa.com slash podcast, or you can swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the show on and you can find all of the notes there. I'm also just going to put a little bug in your ear that Prime Day is coming up next week. And I would love 
if you would use my Amazon link at mackenziecoppacom slash Amazon. Super simple to get there. That will actually take you to the page where I have all of my recommendations, including things specifically for Prime Day that are going to be on sale that I would love to share with you. And if you shop through that link, even if you don't buy anything that I recommend, it helps support us over here, which is greatly appreciated. So head over to mackenziecoppacom slash Amazon to help support us and get all of your Prime Day shopping done. All right. Until next week, ladies, go be bold and gracious.